Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff, like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me as always, day drinking responsibly and with a touch of class, he is the captain. It's better than having a touch of gas, especially in this small studio. It's good to be seen and it's good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your cousin. Today we are sipping on a great beer called Beer Drinking is Not a Crime. A big cheers to Andrew and Alexandria for sending us this fantastic beer. And here's Andrew's description of Beer Drinking is Not a Crime. He says you'll find pineapple, orange, and tropical flavors. And it's juicy but with a very nice hop presence and super balanced. Garage grade, four and a half bottle caps out of five. And this great beer was brought to us by our good friends. First up we have Laura. In Corpus Christi, Texas. And a big shout out to Kristen in Osborne, Idaho. Next up, we have Squirrel and Boom Boom from the Squirrel Hut in Folsom, California. And a big shout out to Stephen and Christina Shepard. Next up, here's a big cheers to Anthony, Brittany, and Corey in Canton, Ohio. And last but certainly not least, mm. we have Robin in Berkeley, California. Thank you to everyone for filling up the fridge for today's show. Thank if you, you want to help us out with next week's show, you just go to our website, truecrimegarage.com, and there's a little donate button there for you. Yeah, and if you don't have a Band the Van shirt, they're back in stock. And also, the True Crime Garage Plumbing Company shirts, they're a must for any true fan of the show. And that's enough of the business. All right, Captain, everybody gather around, grab a chair, grab a beer. Let's talk some true crime. So at this point, you have not talked to Tyler since 4.10 a.m. You've been searching. It's now past daylight. It's 10.30 in the morning. You don't know what to do, and it's serious, and you need to call Tyler's parents. I'm not trying to worry anybody. Like, that was the one thing that I was terrified to do. I was like, I can't call his mom. I can't. Like, I cannot call her and tell her this. Like, I, I have to, we have to go find him first, and... You know, like, he's going to be so mad. Him and his parents are so close. And, like, he's going to be so mad if I call his mom right now. And Adam's, like, grinning. He was like, you have to check out of here in an hour and a half. He's like, then where are you going to go? Then what are we going to do? So I sat down and I called um, I called Rhonda. And I was like, this is a situation. I don't know what to do. And she was like, okay, calm down. I'm sure everything's fine, you know. And at this point, I had already called Franklin County Jail. I'd already called all the hospitals. I had already called. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm thinking all options. Maybe he got 
a public inner talk. Maybe he's in jail somewhere. You know what I mean? Maybe he hurt himself and somebody took him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking at any of these different things mm-hmm. to try to, I don't know, like make some sense of this really. So I, I you know, I tell Rhonda and she's like, okay, you know, don't, don't freak out yet. You know, she asked me if I had called all the jails and asked me if I'd call the hospitals and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, Kevin's on his way. He's on his way right now. And we're going to figure it out. And I was like, okay. So it took Kevin probably about um, 45 minutes to get there. So after I got off the phone with her, Adam's like, well, let's go. Let's go drive around again. Let's go see if we can see something else. You know, there's another street that I wanted to look at or something. I don't know. So we get back in the car and me and Adam drive around again. So Kevin gets there and, you know, he's like, what happened? Like, what did you guys do? Blah, blah, blah. I told, I told him everything, you know, the story. And he was like, okay. And he was like, I'm going to go find him. I need to start walking. And I was like, okay. And I, this man literally probably walked 30 miles. He didn't leave till it was dark. He went through every single patch of those woods on foot that day by himself. So now that you contacted his parents, when do you contact the police? So, yeah, so Rhonda calls me right after um, Kevin gets there, and she's like, Brittany, it's like we're, we're not the violent missing persons report right now. And I just was like, no, like, I'm sure he's going to shoot like Brittany. And it was just like right when she told me that, I got really real, really. Like, I knew it was real because I was already, like, sick worried, but then that was just like a whole other level. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I was just, already terrified and now I have to like so when did you call them I called them around I don't know like 11 30 they actually weren't even there until 12 30 um I met them in the parking lot of the Hilton and I gave the officer my, my you know I told him everything I said this is what he was wearing this is what Last time I seen him, last time I talked to him, um, and literally the first thing this man says to me is, well, you know, your husband, he's not elderly, and he's not a minor, so as far as I'm concerned, a 29-year-old man can leave on his own accord. Well, technically, that's the law. Yeah, no, it it is the law, but it's like, I feel like, and even since I've been going through this, there are so many, when it comes to missing people, it is such like a broad area, like there's not really a place to start like they literally are like well 72 hours we'll let you know type deal thing and i was like are you like are you, are you kidding me well on the missing persons unit there's eight detectives they did roughly eight thousand cases last year so they're kind of crunched for time anyways and i think anytime that it is an adult that goes missing they have to start with the idea that they could have went missing because they wanted to right well and you know i understand People that hear my story and people that see this, they're like, half of them are like, oh, he probably just walked away. And I can put this on my whole, like, I know that man so well. He's literally my best friend. Like, we were really good friends before we ever even got together. You know what I mean? Like, I I know everything about him, seriously, everything. And I know he would never, he wouldn't just, like, if Tyler didn't want to be with me, okay, he would tell me that he doesn't play games. He's not childish. Like he's a very, very blunt person. He's very upfront. He loves his son more than anything in the whole world. He literally named my son after a freaking football quarterback. Like I'm being dead serious. Him and his parents or him and his mom are so close. I've never seen a relationship between like a son and a mother like that before in my life. So even if he left you and didn't tell you, he would still be contacting his mother. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like you take me, you take me and my son, like you take us completely out of this equation. He would not do this to his mom or his dad, but not his mom, not his mom, not his family, like not his friends. He's a really, like he with his job alone he has so many responsibilities. He would never miss a day of work. I'm talking like he has never missed a day of work. How was the first conversation with law enforcement? It was not good. I had, so I filed a police report. He had like got it in the system around like 1 p.m. And, you know, me and Adam, we still drove around and we were looking in all these places. And we'd met up with Kevin a couple of times and, 
I was about five, and Kevin's like, Brittany, I think you, I think you need to go get Aaron. I think it's I think you need to go back to the house and get Aaron. And I was I can't like I can't leave him up here by himself. Like, we you know what I mean? Like I can't I can't leave him. But I, I had to like I needed to go get my son, and so I did. So Adam took me back to my in laws house in Circleville. I had literally just got there, so this was probably around like five six o'clock. And he, the detective called me and I mean, he wasn't very nice, but at the same time, it's like, I understand that your job is not to be nice to me. You know what I mean? Like your job is to find my husband. That's what your, that's what your duty is. It's not to call me 27 times a day to tell me what you've heard and what you haven't heard. It's not to, you know what I mean? Like your job is to find my husband. So, but the first, now I know this, like literally like, 46 days later, I know this, but that day when he called me, this is like super new. Like I didn't go to sleep. I still hadn't been in bed at this time. Have you been trying to call Tyler's phone? Oh yeah, I was calling it all day. All day. The cops did a pretty extensive search from what I've heard. When did that search take place? Technically, he went missing on the 24th. They didn't do their first search until Tuesday. They're they're, tell, they're telling me it's they've been doing everything. Yeah, and when I talked to detectives, they they explained to me the search, and it, it seemed very extensive. They also pulled a lot of security footage from the mall. Yeah, so the first day, so this was Monday, and I'll tell you again, I didn't I didn't go to bed until Tuesday. I didn't sleep and I didn't go to sleep until Tuesday. Sunday night after I actually got back to Rhonda that night, I had put I put Aaron to bed and I told her, um, I asked her if it was okay for um, for me to leave, if she would mind. Like Aaron was asleep and she was completely fine with it. And me and a couple of Tyler's friends went back up to Easton and we searched all those woods by ourselves. And this was before, so this was like Sunday night, going into wow. early hours of Monday. So we we were there. Who went with you guys? It was me, um, Alex, and Nick. Uh, and these are just, you know, friends of ours. Um, so we got there. Well, we were on one, one in the morning, and we just we just started searching. Like, we went everywhere. I'm talking like we didn't leave there until – oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was me, Alex, and Nick, and then – Two of Tyler's um, employees actually met us up there as well, two um, two younger kids that work for him. As soon as we got there, I went directly to the Hilton. I spoke with the night manager. I let him know the situation. Showed him a picture of my husband, you know, talked to him for a minute, and he was like, yeah, let me um, let me see if I can start pulling footage. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I really appreciate it. Then we walked down to Eastern Security. I let them know the situation. I talked to them. I told them, um, you know, I'm going to be – out here tonight, I just want you to know, like, these are my two friends, like, we're going to go, and we're going to search to see if we can, and they were completely cool with it, they were like, yeah, cool, we go ahead, again, it's also, like, 1 a.m., so nobody's there, and, you know, we go out there, and we're there for, for hours, and when I went and talked to Eastern Security, there was actually an officer for CPD in the area, and he was super nice, he came up to me, you know, he told me, he's like, I just got on shift. He was like, I just learned um, about about your husband, and we're still trying to get everything together. He was like, don't think we haven't started yet. He was like, but we literally just got the report. We haven't even got, we just got the report like 12 hours ago. It's pretty much what he was saying. And I was like, okay, well, I'm here, so I'm I'm looking. That's what I'm doing. In the Eastern Security Office, they told me they had already started pulling footage and that they saw Tyler walking back to the hotel at, 4.15, they saw him walking to the hotel at 4.15, which to me made perfect sense because if we're on the phone at 4.10 and he says, I'll be there in a couple minutes, you know, I see the hotel, I'm walking. And they said they had him on camera walking towards towards the Hilton. And that's what they told me. Come to find out, it wasn't Tyler. It was like Tyler and his friend, they had the same body type, like same size and same height you know what I mean like and apparently uh with 
the way those cameras work at nighttime, I guess they're not the most perfect vision. So they, they assumed that it was Tyler and it wasn't. But it was his friend. But how could it be his friend when at the time of that call or at that, at that moment he's leaving or with you? That's what I didn't understand because when Tyler had called me around 410, you know, he was like, he was right beside me. And then I realized that when me and Sherry got off the phone, we both kind of like, but we didn't like walk up the street. Like we walked to, do you, do you know the Eastern area very well? Yeah. Okay. So like we walked, like if we were staying on the corner around from the Hilton, we walked to the left and we both were kind of like on that main strip and we both like walked down the street, but like he did one side and I did the other side. Like, I'm sorry, we were both on the same side of the street, but he went one direction and I went the other direction. And um, so I don't know if that was then, you know, because when we were like, he could have been turning around, it could have been that time. So we were, it's not like we both went out and like, we're like searching. It was kind of like we were just like walking down to see if we might see him somewhere. Well, there's tons of shops around there and there's tons of cameras. It's surprising that he's not picked up on any of the footage anywhere. So back to the search that night. So we go and we search a bunch of stuff. Uh, we don't stop until it was daylight. It was like seven, seven or eight in the morning. And we're trying to, like at this point, like me and Nick and Alex and um, the others, we're just trying to like, okay, trying to like pretty much think like Tyler thinks. I don't know, it probably sounds stupid, but we're like, okay, if he said that he's walking out of the woods and he sees the Hilton, we went to every single patch of woods and like, like around to see like if you could see the Hilton from this patch of woods, we searched it. Well and Tyler doesn't know this area. He's been drinking. He's exhausted. So is it it's it's possible that he's not even looking at the correct hotel. Right, exactly. Like he's looking at the wrong place and that's something we also considered. So there is a I think it's a Marriott a little bit down from it's like on the other side of the actual town center, like the shopping center. And it looks like they're all made by like all these hotels in the area. It's the same company that owns them. It looks just like the Hilton. It's a little smaller, but it looks just like the Hilton puts out the same amount of light at nighttime. So we went around there as well. So you guys are searching everywhere. You don't know when the cops are going to search or if they're going to search but they end up searching on that Tuesday and then they contact you after. They called me and pretty much said, I just want to let you know that we searched um, the ponds behind Costco and we've been working on pinging his phone and we pinged his phone around Costco. But I guess what it was is like, I mistook it because there's a cell tower back there. And if you ping a phone, it automatically goes to like that cell phone tower. But that radius is like two miles. So the phone could be anywhere in that two miles. It doesn't necessarily have to be like at the tower. So they subpoenaed his phone records? They subpoenaed his phone records. Oh, like they still don't have them. And it's like over a month ago. It was like all the beginning of March. Have they subpoenaed your phone records yet? Uh, not that I know of. But I mean, I've been more than welcome to like, you know, here's my cell phone. You can look through it do whatever you need to do to it type deal thing. Have you thought about taking screenshots of your call log? I uh, went to like my, cause I have Verizon. So I got on like my Verizon and we did this with Tyler. Cause Tyler's on a phone plan with his parents and I'm on one with mine. So I literally got on mine and I took a picture of my call log and I sent it to the detectives. And then I did the same thing for Tyler. So I was like, this is like, I know it's not, everything you need, but this is what I can give you as of right now. This was like Monday, I think. Right. Monday or Tuesday that I got that to them. And law enforcement during the search where they were using dogs, uh, they searched the woods. Did they search the ponds? Search the ponds. I guess they have dogs out and they said that, that the dogs actually hit on one of the ponds. So they drug it completely. They did sonar. They had like a dive team. Um, and there was nothing in there. And then they actually searched that same pond again. Like the ponds in that area have been searched multiple times. 
they have had multiple different searches, like grid searches and different, like, I know there are, like, wooded areas there, and he did say, like, woods on the phone the last time they've been pushing towards the woods more, you know, like, when they do search, which is understandable, and they just don't have, it's like there's, like, it's like there's literally nothing there. Like, there's no, like, not a shoe, not a wallet, not literally nothing at all. And Tyler doesn't have a transportation app like Uber on his phone that you know of. That I know of, no. Do you guys share social media accounts or do you have access to Tyler's social media accounts? We don't share any, no. Um, we do not share any. I don't have access. I mean, I think I know what his password is, but um, I was told not to try it type deal thing. I think that the detectives are actually like looking into his Facebook and stuff. But um, as far like I know he has like a Snapchat. I don't know what his password to that is. Um, I know like the password to his Gmail, and I had actually contacted the detectives to make sure that I could continuously check his Gmail because like our friend that was was a night, He's super like techie, and he's like um, told me like a lot of things about like apparently if you have a Galaxy, you can and like you're signed up with Gmail. Like Gmail like literally tracks your phone. Yeah. And that was something that was, the detectives also ended up finding and that caught him down by Abbott Lab. And then that's why they did another search on it. I think that was the south part of Easton. Right. So they get a hit at Abbott Labs. That's pretty far from Easton, walking-wise. If I'm correct, I think it's about half a mile. And that's uh, where it stopped. Do you have access to his financial records? Oh, yeah. So I basically, like, it's just flagged. And um, we have a lady at the bank who just checks on it constantly. And, like, anytime there's any type of notice that comes on there, like, she literally calls me to tell me that my Netflix came out, like, type stuff. You know what I mean? Like, anything that pops up on there. But there hasn't been any activity from Tyler. Like, nothing. This is just weird hearing this from Brittany's perspective, hearing it directly from somebody that was there, somebody that was searching for their loved one for, you know, as she says, her best friend, the weight to this story, it's, it's just got a certain heaviness to it. That's really like got my head spinning right now, captain. I I'm kind of like questioning a lot of different things here. I'm trying to think through a lot of things as I visualize the story as she tells it. One thing that I that I was thinking about along the way is kind of going back to their night out. They go out around 8.30 and she was very detailed in their timeline and what they were doing and then he goes missing. I'm calling it 4.10, 4.11 a.m. is when he goes missing. That seems to be when he's truly unaccounted for and communication drops off. Yeah, but you wonder the call before at 3.37 is he lost and he just doesn't know it yet. Right, and how far could he be from the actual hotel? The thing is, and I know this is kind of really out of the box and, and, and very likely not super important, but she keeps talking about how exhausted he would have been or, or she thinks that he is right. the last time she sees him. I didn't hear any mention of... You know, we, we had, we had food at this place. You know, I'm, I'm factoring all these things in how tired this guy could be, how, how, uh, drunk Tyler may have been one, just disor- disoriented from waking up in an Uber. And now you're in front of your hotel in an area that you do not know well, you know? And so I'm factoring in all these things here. He's not super, you know, he's not super equipped or dressed well for that temperature at that hour. Well, There's a lot of things factoring into the th- to the thought that I have a hard time believing that if he were on foot, I don't know how far he would have made it until he would have just hit the wall to, to be completely exhausted. Right. You this, would, this is an area that has had its ups and down as far as reputation. So the more he travels, the more likely he is to run into somebody. But this makes it very unique in this case because she has 
the records of when they paid for things and roughly what the bill was. Mm-hmm. So when she's saying, I think he had three drinks, that's based off of also looking at the bill and just knowing the total right. and going, well, I had a couple, so he must have had a few. And and most missing person cases, take Brian Schaefer's, for example, we don't know how much he drank. We don't know what he drank. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have a clue. With Mara Murray, we don't know if she was drinking or not. I mean... This, we have detailed accounts of what he was doing hours before he went missing. Yeah, and the thing, though, too, is, you know, and this is why they say, hey, obviously, don't drink and drive. Don't drive drunk. But, you know, there's also that big movement and has been for years about don't do buzzed driving either. Mm-hmm. And I think all that's very important to keep in mind when we try to analyze this stuff from the outside looking in. When you talk about alcohol... I know my personal experience with drinking is it's you can't always figure out how intoxicated you might be in one specific setting. I know there are times where I'll have two or three drinks and I'm sober as a judge. There's other times I'll have two or three drinks and I feel like I've been drinking all night. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of factors that go into that exhaustion. How much have you ate? What what have you been doing that day? And I just kind of keep going back to the, the thought and the feeling that. I feel like this guy, I feel like Tyler got disoriented. I feel like he's in a place that he doesn't know very well. And at some point I just picture him, you know, thinking he is in a certain location, getting slightly turned around and going, I know it's right up here. I'll just keep walking this way. And then we've done this before. Everybody out there has done this before where you get a little bit turned around in an unfamiliar area. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you've walked a, a, quite a distance away from where you thought you were going or where you were trying to get to. And regarding that Abbott foods, uh, Abbott nutrition is actually what I, I think she called it Abbott labs, right? But there is an area, there's a, there's a building and a business over there. Uh, I think it could be a distribution center or, or like their home office, but there's a, a place called Abbott nutrition that is over there. And that would be 1.1 miles from the Hilton. And at that location, it's, if he made it there on foot, that's a difficult location. That would be about 20 to 25 minutes of walking distance, depending on, uh, that's according to my phone. All right. Right. I, I, I was looking that up, but in that area, there are plenty of buildings in that area that are not hotels that, that one might think in a disoriented state that they see it and go, yeah, I'm right by the hotel. Yeah, I'm very close to the hotel. I can see it from here and I'll be there shortly. Right. And it's, I, I just see the situation of this guy maybe getting further and further of where he wanted to be. And I'm by this point in the story, I'm, I'm terribly fearful of what could have happened to him after he got a good distance from that hotel. Well, and let's be very clear because it was misreported in one of the interviews Brittany gave uh, the report states that he called at 4:10 and said, I, "You know, I'm I see the hotel and I'll be there shortly, and I'm sorry." And it's reported that she said that he sounded confused, mm-hmm. and that's not what she said at all. She actually thought he sounded pretty coherent on the phone call. Okay, what she was saying in that interview was when he got out of the car, when he got out of the Uber, when they got back to the hotel. She thought he seemed a little confused and rightfully so. He just fell asleep and woke up and maybe he was confused because he was like, wait, Hilton, are we staying here? I thought we we're staying somewhere else. Right. I mean, who knows? They just checked in a couple of hours ago. It's not a place that they go frequent. So let's be very clear that she didn't think he was confused on the phone call. She thought he was confused getting out of the Uber car. And one thing that I think is missing from her story and what I feel like is it's a part of the story that she likely just does not know. But the one part that I kind of question here, Captain, is I know it's only like what she say, 318 when the Uber pulls up and by 337, he's kind of missing and there's a phone call. Right. 
Okay, so we uh, we have less than 20 minutes takes place, so not a very large window of time, but it also seems to me like she doesn't fully know exactly when Tyler and his friend got separated or where the friend well, left yeah, or, or went in a different direction than Tyler. Well, right, because one, she went back up to the hotel room, charged her phone, but also she's been drinking at this point. And and quite a bit. I mean, she said she had three drinks at one place and a few drinks at another place. So um, there's a lot of question marks here. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments, you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Or timed events, offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com garage. Visit IXL.com garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. 
Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. So since that search on that Tuesday, what's been happening with the investigation? Thursday on February 28th, one of the detectives called me asking me to meet two detectives at me and Tyler's house because they wanted to get into our Wi-Fi router to try to establish an iMac ID. Apparently, it can trace the phone even if it's dead or get a better location of the cell phone at any time. But the thing about doing that is that if, you, if you're hooked up to your Wi-Fi router, it has like an expiration date if you're gone. So if we leave on a Saturday, it's only going to be in there for like four or five days. And they literally got here like one day too late to get this number out of my router. So the next day, Friday, um, they weren't able to retrieve the router. So they called me again and they said, we need Tyler's box for a cell phone. Like what? We need the box. And I save everything. I knew it was in here somewhere. So I came back and I like, I was through my whole house and I found like three until I realized that Tyler's current phone that he has is actually a refurbished phone that he got a couple months ago and that didn't come in a box. They like sent it to us in bubble wrap. You know, and then that Friday I just stopped because like I said, we're from Wilmington. There's like three different law enforcement agencies in this town. There's like a city's office, sheriff department, police department. I let them all know the situation and I was like really, I've been really like on edge also because the night that we went out, I didn't take my purse, so I gave Tyler my ID to hold in his wallet. So my ID is in there. So what do you think was on Tyler at the time he went missing? Cigarettes, he lighter? Had, yeah, yeah, cigarettes. He had a lighter. He had on his wedding ring. Um, he had his wallet. And also your credit card and your ID? He didn't have my bank card. He just had, like, the bank card. Well, because, like, his, his bank account is our bank account has got like the most money in it <laughs> but like the the one with all of our you know just money he's got the credit card he's got my id he's got his id um yeah so back to the night that he goes missing you know you said that you went up to the hotel so he's out of sight his friend's out of sight is there any way that while you're not there there was a confrontation between the two when his friend came back without Tyler, how was he acting? Was he acting funny? No, he didn't. Well, and that's the thing, because obviously the situation is super crazy and people are going to look at me and they're going to look at our friend just because of the situation. But 
neither of them, well, first off, neither of them are. They're not very, they're not confrontational people. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, like, even raise their voice, really. They just don't, I've never seen any of them, like, again, I don't know his friend as well as he does, but I've never even seen Tyler get into any type of, like, disagreement or, like, fight. You know what I mean? Um, They've been, they've known each other for 10 plus years. They went to college together. They're really good friends. Tyler talks to him every day. They play a lot of um, online video games together. Like, he literally helped design my wedding ring. Um, They've always been really close. You know, he's come over to our house multiple times. I don't think that it was that he had any part in. I think it just was really a wrong time, just wrong situation and at that time like when we were doing it like when all this was happening obviously we didn't think it would be to almost like you know over well over a month and we still wouldn't like we didn't think that was going to be the last time we saw him well and like we said we're not saying the friend's name but because you guys were the last to see him there is going to be some suspicious and you're putting out this information are you getting any backlash or harassment online it's been really bad because so when i didn't i wasn't even able to do my first i didn't even even wasn't even able to get it out there until like march 13th you know and by this point we had already went and we'd passed out over 2,000 flyers we went to so many different places and it's just there were so many people that are asking for story, like, and I would, and I always tell, I always tell the same story, but it's like it doesn't matter what I tell the news or the media. It's like however the hell they want to spin it, which isn't fair because I've talked to like three or four different people, and three or four different media pages have three or four different stories. So everybody yep. looks at me like, why aren't you telling the full? And I'm like, I'm, I am telling the full. I am not writing these articles. Like, I'm not telling. I'm just t- trying to tell everybody what happened. Like, I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to, I'm doing everything and anything I can to get my husband home. And while you're searching for clues and talking with the police, uh, how has this been on you? Um, It's been awful <laughs> on so many levels. Like, Tyler is my best friend. And it sucks really bad when you're with somebody for so long and, like, you're, you're, like, you get into a routine, you know what I mean? Like, you're used to coming home and being there. Like, you're used to them coming home to you every day. And it's just, like, awful because I have, like, we have a, a really young son who asks for him every day. And he, for the first, like, week and a half, he literally woke up every night at the time Tyler was supposed to get off work and he would sit there and he would ask for his dad. And he would be like, dad, dad, for hours. Last night, he literally brought me, Aaron has, like, a like an old PlayStation controller that Tyler gave him that's broken. He would always sit there with Tyler while he would play his games, and Aaron would have his little controller, and he, like, brought me his controller, and he was like, Dad, Dad, like, it's really hard because he's so young, and it's not like I can explain any of this to him. And then I go from being, like, a stay-at-home mom and a stay-at-home wife to... It's just me. So, like, I am a single parent. I'm trying to be an advocate for my husband, and I'm trying to, like, get a story as public as I possibly can. And I'm trying to figure out, I've never had to pay all the bills before by myself. Like, I literally, this, like, last month was the first time I ever paid any of the bills. Like, I actually sat down. Like, I had things that I was responsible for, but I never sat down and paid the rent. You know what I mean? Like, he did all of that, and it's just, it's been a learning process. It's been really hard. Yeah, and it just doesn't make any sense for somebody to up and vanish. No, and that's the thing. And I keep, I'm like trying so hard to like let people know because I understand, like from the outside looking in, if I was just somebody that scrolled by and read the story, I'd be like, that's not right. Like something's wrong. Like, you know what I mean? But he's not, this is not the type of, he's not the type of person. He is a very responsible person. Like he knows his responsibilities. Like he has always been such a wonderful husband. Like 
I am spoiled. His Aaron gets anything and everything. Like you, he's just a really good. He's a really good dad. My kid's not even two, and he knows. There's like he knows how to spell words. Like there's words that he knows how to spell. Tyler has literally taught him so much stuff, and and it just makes me feel like a bad mom because I genuinely feel like he, like out of the two of us, like he is a better parent. Like he spend so much time with our son and you can tell that he genuinely like enjoys to play with him for hours. Like I'm not talking about somebody who gets down and like throws a ball with her kid for 15 minutes. Like this is somebody who spends all of his time that he can with Aaron and he loves every minute of it. Like he's always told me he wanted to be a dad. He was so excited when he found out that Aaron was going to be a boy. He literally named my son after the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Like, it's just I can't explain anything. I can't explain this stuff to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, you hear the story, but they don't know me. Like, they don't know my husband. Like, they don't know the type of life that we live. You know, it's like, we're not very exciting people. We don't go out and do stuff ever. And it just, it sucks to try to constantly, like, defend yourself and, like, defend everybody. And because you know that's not what happened. Now, has... Tyler's friend been cooperative with everybody. Definitely. He's, um, you know, he's checked on me and Aaron multiple times. You know, we've been passing out flyers. Like I've had a lot, a lot of help from all of our friends and all of our family, just like helping pass out flyers. Um, we actually just did another round on what is today. Today is when I flew on Saturday. So on Saturday we did like, another thousand flyers and um he's actually the closest one you know because he lives in columbus so there have been multiple times where i've called him like hey i need you to go here i've had a lot of people like donate flyers and stuff or you know stuff that he can do during the week such as like um there's a lot of homeless shelters in the area and we've had all of them but a lot of them have really weird hours and he's super cool about dropping off flyers at all of them. And then that one day we found that stuff out about Abbott Labs and he left work immediately as soon as we found out and went directly there to just see what it was like and what it looked like type stuff. And a lot of missing person cases, we don't have identifiers on somebody's body to to identify them quickly. But with Tyler, he has um, kind of a unique birthmark. Okay, yeah. So Tyler has... Um, a really big birthmark on his right arm. It actually goes, it starts at the tips, like it starts on his hand, on his right hand, on his fingers, and it goes all the way up his arm, goes up to his shoulder, it goes to the um, top right of his chest and the, the top right of his back as well. So it's very large and it's red. Um, it's when he's cold, it's like, changes to purple like it changes colors but it's very very noticeable so even if like you would if he had if you had to cover that up you would have to wear like gloves a long sleeve shirt and like something around his neck so what do you think happened to tyler what do i think happened if you had to guess i mean it's just this whole situation it's really really crazy to me i really think my personal opinion i think somebody took a there have been, Ohio is, like, number four in human trafficking. There have been, like, five other men that went missing in Columbus around the same age as Tyler in the past, like, month, mm-hmm. which blows my mind because it's, like, you don't see any of this stuff in the media. It's, like, I was asking one of the detectives, and he said something about, like, inducing panic. He's like, well, we don't want to induce panic. I'm like, we should be inducing panic. Like, people are literally getting taken, and I don't know why it's, like, all of a sudden, I think I'm just now really noticing it because I'm in this situation, but there are people that literally go missing every single day. If you could say something to Tyler right now and knew that he could hear you, uh, what would you say to him? I would tell him that I'm not ever giving up, ever. Nobody can stop me trying to find him. And I will find you. I really will find you. And I don't know what kind of situation you're in, but um, I just I need you to get out of it. And I need you to be safe. And I need you to get home. And I miss you so much. And I really, I really just 
I'm just trying to, I'm just trying so hard to get you home. I miss my best friend and my son misses his dad. Again, we're very appreciative of Brittany Davidson, her giving us a chance to talk with her and spread the word about her husband, Tyler Davis. And again, if you have any information regarding the missing persons case of Tyler Davis, please contact the Columbus Police Department at 614-645-4545. Or contact the Brain Tyler Home Facebook group on Facebook. And here's a little recommended reading for everybody out there. Please check out the book, Anatomy of a False Confession, The Interrogation and Conviction of Brendan Dassey. And you don't have to write that title down. You can find that and all of our recommendations at truecrimegarage.com on the recommended page. Make sure you check out our old episodes on the Stitcher app and our show off the record on Stitcher Premium. Until next week. Be good, be kind, and don't litter. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 